<clears throat> Welcome to the TB Toy Cast, where Travis and Brian talk all things toys from the past, the present, and the future. Ugh, that's all we need, another podcast where a bunch of nerds talk about toys. Enjoy the show! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again for the TV Toy Cast. My name is Brian, and joining me, as always, on this adventure down the toy aisle is my pal Jeff. Jeff, it is episode 106. Are you ready to talk some toys? I am ready to talk some toys. Somebody's back from Florida, all tanned and tanned and tired, bro. <laughs> the T and T. Tanned, tired, and dehydrated. <laughs> Boy, it was a it was a uh, trip. Uh, hopefully, you guys. I put a little bonus episode with my nephew up. Hopefully yep. everybody enjoyed that. Uh, it was just a little 10 minute episode I recorded with him, but we had to, I had to take the week off just cause it was, we couldn't figure out a time to record. And sometimes it's just like hey, a week off is fine. I think here or there. And, um, but I'm glad to be back, man. It was a good time out there, but uh, you actually had me search for something. And unfortunately I came back empty handed, which I feel horrible about, but Disney's no. such a big place, man. Don't worry about it, man. Uh, numerous people have gone down to Disneyland searching for it. And what this is, is this a sipper. And it's a poison apple from Snow White. It's purple and silver. Uh, my mom has been on the hunt for it. and Well, I should say Scott and my mom <laughs> have been on the hunt for it. Uh, she's been looking since January and they sell out every single time. She's been down there mm. twice since January. We had some people go down to Disneyland as early as last week. And then I heard that you were going to Disney World, and I was like, "Hey, man, just if you happen to come across this, unfortunately, you did it, but it, you know, we greatly appreciate you going over there and looking, especially for mom, man." Oh yeah, I'm always, I'm always happy to to try. But as you know, like so many gift shops in Disney, I, and I mean, like, there's, I know, in, I, I haven't been to Disneyland in many years, but in Disney World at Magic Kingdom, there's like one whole side of gift shops. And the, there's doors inside, so you can literally go from one side to the other. The other side, it's the same way. Mm -hmm. They have some of the same stuff, but some different stuff. And and it's like I went through all of them, couldn't find it. I every gift shop we stopped at, I, I peeked and looked around, and nothing. And it just it's one of those things where you just like you said, if it sells out quick, obviously it's a hot item, and sometimes you just can't keep that stuff. Um, yeah. I did see one thing too, and I I don't know if you've seen them at Disneyland, but it was like these little character figurine sets. And they were like 30 bucks or you could get two for 40. So, but they were all a theme. So it would be like little mermaid, the beauty and the beast, but they even had star Wars and Marvel said like guardians of the galaxy and, and some of the newer stuff. But I was like, man, those are kind of cool. Like they're, they're, they didn't move. They were stationary little figurine sets. But I'm like, that's kind of cool, but never saw the same ones at the same gift shops. They're always kind of different, which is like, how do you even collect these? Like you have to hit every <laughs> gift shop at Disney World, like which is just a, a maddening uh, thought to try to to complete that. So, but it was definitely a fun time. It's funny too because Scott went down to Disneyland a couple of years ago and he got off Star Tours and in Disneyland, oh yeah, you know, Star Tours it goes right into a Star Wars themed gift shop. Well, not only did they have Star Wars in there, but they also had Guardians of the Galaxy, and so they had these six inch posable figures. It had Rocket, had well, Rocket's not six inch, he's a little bit shorter, but it had uh who's the uh lead guy? Oh, Star Lord. Uh, no, he's the dude from Spaceballs. The wait, lead guy. Wait, Star Lord was from Spaceballs, wasn't he? Or is that the lead? They're thinking of Lord Helmet? No. <laughs> well, Peter Quill is the main guy or okay. Star Lord. 
I, I like that we got a, a Spaceballs reference, though. It's uh, nice. Dude, anytime I'll bring up Spaceballs, dude. One of my favorite movies. <laughs> I, remember the scene where he was playing with the action figures? Yes. Oh, yeah. uh, Rick Moranis was playing the. I Dude, I looked for those figures. I was hoping that they were selling them. I wanted them so oh, bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what. And that's like, he's like, nothing. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> not before you watch, come in. I need to watch Spaceballs again. So good. Great movie. Uh, but going back, uh, Scott got off the ride and he saw this pack of had Rocket, had Groot, had Star Lord, and I forget who else. Drax, Maybe I guess. Drax, probably. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Scott's like, I don't need those. And he walks away. And then he starts thinking, he goes, Man, I could put that on my movie shelf in my detolf. Maybe I do need this. And so he's like, No, I'm just talking to myself. I'm all hooked on toys. They go on a ride, get off the ride, and he walks right back and purchases it. I was like, My man, dude. <laughs> So it's, it, I, I was going to bring up a story um, because we went to Universal Studios also, which is also in Orlando, but not obviously connected to Disney, but Universal Studios in Orlando has two parks. They have Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure, uh, if anyone doesn't know. And Islands of Adventure has kind of like different themes. So like the first area is Marvel. Then you kind of go like to the Jurassic Park world. There's Harry Potter. So it, it's really cool because there's all these, all these different themes to it. And um and so I'm in Universal and I, you know, uh, we do the Spider-Man ride, which is just amazing. Mm-hmm. It's one of those uh, 3D simulators, super cool ride. And there's a couple of gift shops. So I always want to go to check out the Marvel stuff. And um, I see these Marvel Select figures. They're from Diamond Select Toys. And they have been out since like the early 2000s, like 2002, 2003. And I used to, oops, sorry, I'm touching my mic there. I used to see them like at stores in the mall, comic book shops. And they're always like, they had these huge boxes probably like a seven inch figure but the box is always just gigantic and they had a couple of of ones that looked really cool and they're, but they're like 40 bucks at universal mm-hmm. well, i looked them up online they retail for about 30 anywhere else and i'm like i wonder why i never bought these and i'm like oh probably because marvel legends at the time were like seven and these were 30 but these have not gone up yet marvel legends have gone up <laughs> a full 20 dollars they're like 27 <laughs> now so i'm like it was one of those weird things, and I'm, I feel like just like Scott, because I look at it, and I'm like, I don't need that. Put it up. <laughs> Walk away, and then I'm like, get on my phone. I'm like, uh, I need to check my vintage stores. And so I went to a vintage store yesterday and picked up a Deadpool. So I was like, well, <laughs> I guess I have Marvel Select now. But it is a really cool figure. Nice, man. Uh, so did you have a good time with the family? It was a great time, man. I mean, if anyone that's ever done Disney, I know um, Soda Hunter is a big Disney guy. Yep. It is a brutal trip. It is a lot of walking. Um, but we got to enjoy something new at the uh, resort we stayed at. They have the thing called the Disney Skyliner now. And it's a uh, it's basically a sky ride that will take you to two of the parks. Whoa. From the hotel. So it was about a 15, 20-minute sky ride. But I'm like, man, that was so much better than getting on a bus. You know, mm-hmm. like you go in and get on and go through a couple of stops and they like, all right, you'll be at Epcot or Hollywood studios in about 12 minutes. I'm like, Oh, cool. It was, it was pretty fun. It was, it was a really a much easier way to travel for sure. Is it like a monorail type thing? No, it's literally like a, they have the monorail too, but it's literally a sky ride where you like get in a little cart and it kind of carts you over all the way across. Whoa, that's yeah. pretty cool. We went there two years ago and they were building it and uh-huh. it, it, they don't, it doesn't hit all the resorts, but it hits like, you know, three or four of them. And that we happen to be at one of the ones that hit and yeah, we got to ride it to Epcot and to Hollywood studios. So it was pretty cool. 
So is it similar to what the uh, buckets were that would go through Disneyland, the um, SkyTram yeah. type thing? Oh, exactly okay. like that. Yeah. Oh, and nice. actually, like we we have a party of nine because my sister's got a pretty big family, but it actually fit 10 people. So we all fit in one little cart. And I was like, well, that's that's really cool. It made it a lot, a lot easier. Um, we got to ride a bunch of new rides. We got to ride the new Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called the Cosmic Rewind. If you have a chance to ride that, it is the best roller coaster I've ever done. Okay. It's amazing. If you're a <laughs> if you're a fan of, of roller coasters, obviously. Uh, very, very fun. We got to do the new Tron Light Cycle Run, which is I another need, roller coaster. I need to ask how that is. Dude, it's awesome. Oh, God, I want to go on it. So it's it's like a crotch rocket motorcycle. That's how you sit in it. So you're leaning forward and like it comes down onto your back. The thing does, but it also locks it over your legs. So you're very secure because that was my thought. I was like, I hope I'm secure in this thing because it looks a little, but it locks over your ankles and behind your knees. So you're not getting out of it, but it also takes, it's one of those that takes off really fast. So you're like face first, like it's kind of freaky, you know? (laughs) And then we also got to ride Rise of the Resistance, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. That's the greatest which, ride I've ever been on. Dude, oh my gosh. So they had it available when we were there two years ago, but you had to get in like the virtual queue to do it. Yes. That I'm not even a Star Wars guy, but that blew my mind how awesome that was. It was same, dude. Uh, not a Star Wars guy over here either, but the second I got on that ride, there was something about it that was different from every other ride I've yeah. ever been on when, since I've been a kid. It's, it's more of an experience in a ride almost. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's like a little mini movie happens as like you're in it. Yes. And then you actually get into the ride itself and it's just, you, it's, it's the greatest ride I've ever been on. And I know a lot of people have probably been on it, but man, is it awesome? I don't want to give away too many spoilers, but, and you, you would know this, like, at a certain point, you essentially are kidnapped by the enemy forces. Correct. And all the workers are evil now. And yes. they're rude to you, which yes. is amazing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, my uh, my nephew, yeah, he's nine. And he, he does not have an issue talking to strangers. He'll just talk to anybody. <laughs> and uh, he asked the um, lady a question and uh said something about like are we, are we really kidnapped she's like maybe if you keep your mouth shut you wouldn't be kidnapped and he's <laughs> like she is rude <laughs> it's so funny but yeah it was it was a cool it was a cool experience i turned to one of my friends and i was all wait a second they're getting paid to be dicks to you that's yeah. awesome <laughs> i want that job i want that job i hate customers <laughs> well and what's funny is like you know how like when you get into the front of the line they'll like hey line up right here and yes. you know six to a row whatever it is like we saw the people in front of us they're like all right six to a row stand on a number do you understand how to stand on a number sir you're not standing on a number that is a number do you know what a number is you please <laughs> and, and it's like oh wow they get they get to be jerks that's amazing uh-huh. and then like um like the numbers were colored different so like red silver green and so on and so he's like all right red please follow me and the silver guy walks he goes that's silver. We need to go back to school to learn colors. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone's like, what the crap? Like it was amazing. Such a, a fun, cool experience. And like you said, it was it was probably the coolest ride I've ever done. You know that there are people at Disneyland that work other rides, maybe Matterhorn, Big Thunder, whatever it may be, that are just sitting there jealous 
Oh, um, yeah. The people that get to be jerks and they're like, oh, God, I hate you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, there's some guy that's running like the ice cream stand. It's yes. like, man, someday I'll be on Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> <laughs> a funny story. We'll tie this back real quick. Uh, one of our good friends, Scott and I is good friends. He's actually been a lifelong friend of ours. His daughter is going down to college down in Riverside, which is close to Anaheim. She actually got a job at Disneyland. She just took over um, uh, Matterhorn. No, I should say took over, but she's now working Matterhorn. And uh, my reply back to him, and I know a lot of people, because there's no Matterhorn at Disney World. There's not, no. So for everybody that's been to Disneyland, they'll understand this, but Matterhorn sucks. Because as you get older, your back is really taking the punishment and the beating from that ride because it's way too herky-jerky. So I have replied back to it. I said, hey, man, I said, hopefully uh, she can smooth out that ride because, man, that ride sucks, dude. And he goes, yeah, I know. He goes, I can't go on it anymore. I'm too old for that crap. <laughs> well, it's funny. Like, we obviously, you have to ride Space Mountain when you're mm-hmm. at Disney. And yep. honestly, that ride beats you up now, too, because... To me, I think it's just because you can't see anything. Yes. So you can't like prepare your body for which way it needs to go. Have you memorized uh, the track? No. Oh, you have it? Okay, okay. I've me- I've got the track memorized in my head, so I know like which how, ways. how soon to lean and all that stuff. Yeah, I actually was in the front seat, and so I definitely could not see anything oh, at all. No. Yeah, it was, it was like I got off. I was like, oh, <laughs> like I'm hurting. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like you wrestled for 20 minutes well and like what's funny is steve hoker hit me up because he was asking me because he goes to disney with his wife a lot he asked me about uh the guardians of the galaxy right he goes how was the seat and i was like it was great actually like he goes well, i always ask because i'm a big guy and i'm like no, no no i get it like it's i've been there where you're like cramped into a seat and it's just like this is going to be a brutal ride mm-hmm. it was like it was actually one of the better seats because it had you had plenty of room and you could easily fit and no big deal but yeah some of them are they're a little they're a little tight at times you know yeah yeah whether it's you know size or just height or whatever it might be but but no man it, like i said it was it was a great trip it's one of those weird things where it's like i think anytime you go on a trip like that it's always better after you get back because you're not having to walk 10 miles the next day because we were averaging eight to 10 miles a day sounds about walking right. and that's a lot of walking you oh it's a like, lot you're just like yeah you're just like ugh riding in airplanes and then we had to uber to universal studios and that's always kind of an adventure in of itself yeah um a funny story about that um so my like i said my sister's got a big family so we usually have to take two different uber cars to get to universal Mm -hmm. and so she gets hers i get mine and you know just kind of a crapshoot who shows up first i don't know if you use lyft or uber too much Mm -hmm. i don't really use it at all except for when i'm there okay and so um her car comes and they, they all leave. And then we usually text each other, make sure we're all okay. You know, because you just never know. I mean, obviously you're getting into a stranger's car. Yeah. And as soon as they leave, I get a notification on my phone that, Hey, just so you know, your driver's deaf. I'm like, Oh, oh, okay. That's interesting. Not, not impossible. Like, but yeah. Okay. So we get in and he has one arm and oh. he's deaf and he's, but he's got earbuds in. I'm like, okay so (laughs) apparently my my sister at this point had been gone about five minutes and i guess their driver's cutting people off and (laughs) driving on the shoulder he's just like driving like a bat out of hell so they're all getting really nervous and um she she texts me she goes our driver is a crate the craziest driver i've ever seen 
and you know she's nervous she has kids in the car right like hey yeah. man like take the let's not do this and um i text back our driver is deaf and has one arm <laughs> <laughs> she just texts back lol and i was like i'm dead serious <laughs> i didn't think it was that funny but i guess she just got tickled by that comment of like no i'm dead serious and she just started laughing so the driver's like hey you, you okay like everything all right she's like no that's fine <laughs> but yeah it's always it's always an adventure going to florida but uh it's it's a good time too and but it's always good to be home yeah absolutely man because what you got home did you have to go right back to work no, I, I was lucky that I had a couple of days off. I actually go there back to work go. tomorrow night. So that was nice to be able to catch up on laundry and sleep in a couple of days and kind of chill out because you definitely need that after a Florida trip. But Florida vacation is not a vacation. <laughs> yeah, it's not a relaxing time. So so last question before we move on. Did you look at any Funkos or did they have any Funkos that tempted you? They had a few, but not many, man. I feel like Funko is dropping a lot in popularity. It is the only only ones I saw were the new Little Mermaid movie ones. That okay. was it. Okay. Um, in fact, I uh, I know one of the vintage stores out here I go to a lot had like someone trade in like five hundred Funkos to the point where he told people he's like, I'm sorry, I can't take any more right now. Like we just can't justify buying more because yeah. no one's buying them anymore. And you know, it's funny because I know a lot of people had said, well, these are going to be like Beanie Babies, and I disagreed simply because well you can every year if you unveil a new huge license it'll be huge like honestly like power town i'm looking at the power town bruiser brody box right now power town has said they're going to license out the different things like what if power town made a lot of funko pops and we got a funko pop bruiser brody or stan hansen like that's not something that's on your bucket list but how you can't pass that up right no i could that's <laughs> but it's like whoa a bruiser brody funko pop i never thought i would see this i would be able to pass up a bruiser brody funko i've gotten out of the funko game although they just unveiled they being funko wb just unveiled a johnny knoxville one I saw and, that. and i'm a little tempted to say the least but we'll see when that time comes i've you i've been good at passing up a lot of funkos recently see i think with funko you have to be all in or all out yes and when you're in, it's all like there's always something new. Now, um, actually, I just took a picture at Target today because I was just like, wow, that's getting weird. I'll see if I can show it to you because they were all three together. And I was like, I got to take a picture of that because it's the most insane thing I've ever seen. So it's uh, an Eggo waffle, a Twinkie, and a <laughs> cupcake. And they all have faces. And I'm like, who's out there being like, oh, I need a an Eggo waffle Funko. Like, what? Why? You like, know what would have been hilarious if you were sitting there saying, man, who needs an Eggo waffle? And somebody walks up, they go, oh, they got the Eggo waffle. That would have been the classic, dude. That would have been great. Well, and I think with Funko, though, what they've done is they got people into it. Mm -hmm. And so you just buy because that's what they make. Right. right? Like you buy the Twinkie or the, the cupcake or the Eggo waffle because like, oh, that because they even have like McDonald's food, like a McDonald's cup Funko. And I'm like, why? Like. That's not, I get Ronald McDonald, that's fun, or Grimace, or the gang, I'm, I'm fine with that, or if they did Burger King, like Kid Vid, and those characters, like, that's fun, but uh, no, you don't need a burger, you don't need a fry, you, like, you don't need a, a vanilla ice cream cone, the ice cream machine never works anyway. <laughs> I was about to say, what if they made the ice cream machine, but it said out of service? Yeah. That would have been great. That would have been amazing. Um, so, I, I think with Funko, they just shot too far, I think it would have been better 
I realize this because I, I know you're not a fan of The Office, but when they when they got the license for The Office, I thought, oh, this will be great because I'll be able to get all the characters. Mm-hmm. Well, they opted to just make variant after variant after variant, all store exclusives. One of them was a store exclusive to the Go Calendar store that's only available like at the mall at Christmas time. It's a little kiosk thing. I'm sure you've seen them. Before, yeah, but- yeah. And it was like an exclusive Michael Scott. There was one episode where he went on a date and he dressed real obnoxious. And so it was date night, Mike. And I'm like, so you can only buy it there. It just makes me not want to collect, right? Because right. it's it now you're making it way harder for me to collect. They did they did a one where there's an episode where Jim dresses like Dwight and they made that, but it's just Dwight. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, I'm like, you're not even trying. Like that's what was annoying to me so it kind of got me out of it and there was a few shows where i was like well if they ever make full house i'll get those if they ever make family matters i'll get those but other than that there's like they did boy meets world but they Mm -hmm. only did Corey and topanga i'm like where the where's mr feeney where's eric where's sean where's mr turner like that's that's what we want it just got to be a little bit much it was just one of those it was too much too soon too fast and yeah all of us did not just you not just me not just well scott never did but that's a whole different story but it just got to be too much and we just kind of got burnt out on it and as you said there is dropping in popularity right now yeah and uh obviously we're going to talk i don't even think i mentioned this yet but our main event said tonight's going to be gi joe a real american hero series two which obviously i know scott's a big fan of gi joe mm-hmm. gi joe's been showing off a lot of new stuff lately um We've kind of talked about that, man. Like, uh, are you are you still in the GI Joe bandwagon? Because I I talked to a friend of mine here locally named Jason, and he was talking about it. Where he was like, he's like, I don't need all of these, mm-hmm. and now it's like variants, right? So it's like I don't need all the different bats. I don't need all the different vipers. Like, yep. I'm gonna. Hit, he's like, I want shipwreck because he's a main guy. I want you know Copperhead, but I don't need every single one. And I'm like, that's where I think the. Uh, the completionist aspect of this it makes it hard because you kind of want them but you can't justify buying every single 25 dollars figure right 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 and to answer your first question i'm out on gi joe i had to cut the i had to cut the ties just too much coming out especially in wrestling and that's where my main main focus is is with wrestling and there's just too much coming out for wrestling even and I'm yeah. not getting burnt out. It's just like there's we were kind of talking about this before the show, but there's so much going on all over the place. You know, I remember before when our Scott, Scott and I's news section was just FTC and Mattel, and now it's like zombie, FTC, Mattel, uh, KWK. I mean, I mean, just go down yeah. the rush, rush collectibles. They just go down the list. And Epic just, toys slash cello, you know? Exactly. So there's just so much going on in the wrestling world that I have to kind of keep my focus there. Now I say that, and my buddy texted me other, the other night because he is up at all hours, and he was on Amazon, and he saw that Ryu went up on Street Fighter for Jada Toys. He texted me at like 11.45, and he goes, Jeff, do you need Ryu? And I was like, man, does he ever sleep? And not just kidding, I love him. But he uh, he goes, I picked you up an extra one just in case. And I'm like, oh, thank God he did, because you cannot find those anywhere out here. So actually, I, that's a funny bring bring that up. I was at a, uh, a I have a store out here called Vintage Stock, and so it's kind of gone over some different changes over the years. Where it used to be like mostly video games, DVDs, 
mm-hmm. um, comic book, things like that. And that, and then they kind of branched off into more into collectibles. And I've noticed because I went to two different stores today and one was almost getting out of DVDs and they were pushing more into the collectible side of things, which I'm like, well, I think that's smart. Cause I mean, the DVDs, like no one's buying those anymore. Right. Like they're very, they have so many they're setting on. Yeah. But I noticed one of the stores I went to, they had a, a Ryu and a Phalong, mm-hmm. 50 bucks each in a, in, in a glass case. And I'm like, man, that is double retail. And I'll be honest, like if you're Jada toys, you're going to make more of these guys. Yep. If no one can find them, right? Like, why wouldn't you? That would just be stupid. So I I would say if you're looking for these, I'd play the long game. I think they're on Amazon or they were. They were. And I think they're on Big Bad as well. So they are. Don't don't panic. Well, I've kind of told myself I'm just going to collect the original character. So yes. the Zangief, the Blanca, I'm not getting repaints the Ryu, the Ken, I'm going to just stick to the original characters. And then that's going to be it. I don't, I didn't even know who Fei Long was. He was in super street fighter too. And that's what I was informed by. So I don't have any connection to him, but yeah. with the original, original was it original eight. Or, yeah. Yeah. Original eight. There was eight. And then there was like four boss characters. Something like that. that. When and that happened, they did the uh, championship edition with 12, then super street fighter two. And that, added four more so that put it at 16 okay who were the extra ones and was fei long one of them and it was fei long dj cammy and t-hawk okay yeah no i remember that was in my primitive like genesis like <laughs> days and my cousin he got like every gaming magazine so like we knew all about that this new version was coming out we're like we reserved it at the video store to rent the first day that it was there. And we were like, who are you going to play with first? Oh, man, I don't know. I think I want to play with T-Hawk. I'm going to play with DJ. Like, we were so excited. <laughs> and then we realized it's the same game with 40 people. It's like, it's not that special. But yeah, that would all just be downloadable content nowadays. And see, I have no connections to those guys. Right. So I'm going to just get the original eight, call it a day when uh, when I'm, when they come out with those. So uh, that those ones are going to be a little bit easy, but. I say that now and we can't even find them on the shelves out here. So I think they'll hit. I think it's just like anything else. You just never know. And, and uh, I think that's what's so weird about collecting nowadays is like, I'll, you'll see something like, like, oh, I need to get that. Like I, I passed up the Ryu like twice before I actually bought it. Mm-hmm. And I'm hearing people are like going crazy. And I'm like, really? So I go back and it's gone. It's gone. And I'm like, whoa. And then they restocked again, luckily. But I'm like, but then you haven't even seen them. So it's weird. But I think that's collecting, man. Like, you just never know. Like, it's, I've seen stuff set on pegs for months, and I'm like, I need to go back and get that eventually. Then it's gone. And it's like, well, crap, missed my chance. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of, was it Ryu or Feilong? One of the two. Uh, Scott and I were at Stockton Con. Stockton is about an hour and some odd north or south or east. I don't know. But anyways, it's it's a, quite a ways away. <laughs> Uh, we were at Stockton Con this past Sunday, and they had the Street Fighter figure. I can't remember which one it was, but they had it for forty bucks. And Scott goes, "Dude, you're not gonna pay forty bucks for that." And I was like, "No, no, no. I I want to get it for twenty five. And he goes, "Okay, good, good man." And I kept looking at it and just looking at it, and I was like, "Man, that thing is good." I was all, "Scott, go take a look at it." So Scott walks up to me, he goes, "Damn, that is actually really good." Oh, it, it's a beautiful figure, and. That's, I think, sometimes part of the problem is that you almost 
I don't say want to pay that much, but are like, Oh, how bad do I want this? You know? And I think that's with the price of figures. Like I was mentioning before uh, the Marvel selects, you know, when I saw those and I was like, Oh, $40, like, Oh, that's a lot. But, and I remember, cause I remember they had this Punisher Marvel select that I picked up and looked at several times back in like the two thousands because he had a gun and he had a, a, like a bad guy up on a pinball machine with a gun pointed at his face. Ooh. I'm like, that is awesome. Like that's that is- such a cool, such a cool visual, you know? Yeah. And such a great figure. But it was like $30, 30 or 33 or whatever it was then. And I'm like, man, that's just too much. Now it's like, that's what Marvel legends cost essentially. So it's really not that much of an increase. So, um, I don't know, man, pricing and everything with all these, all these figures. And, and that was a, another thing I was going to bring up and I don't want to tread too, too badly on this, but power town announced, uh, the Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, two pack hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on this? I, I, I know you guys are cool now and everything like that, but to me, like, I think these look incredible. I think it's the best Cardona and Myers figures we've ever seen. But mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I'm still like, I don't know. The hundred dollar price tag is tough to choke down. I did drop the hundred dollars to get their Axe and Smash LJNs. It is tough to fork that over. The pricing for these third party companies is going to be a little bit higher. They're not mass produced like Mattel right. or Hasbro figures. So it's one of those you got to keep in the back of your mind. Like, okay, what is my tipping point of how much I'm going to spend on figures? You know? And who well, it's for. And, and do you, is this one you really need? Is this one you really want? And like, right. like I, I'm sure with those LJN big rubber guys, you're probably not getting everybody, but you're no. like, well, I do want demolition. And I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the, it's all in the eye of the beholder and the person that's holding the wallet. If it means something to them and they have no problem putting down those hundred dollars or that hundred dollars, then, you know, that's, that's good on them. You know, I had no problem putting down the hundred dollars on the big rubber figures. Also, it's a third party company. You've got to understand that it's going to be more expensive for certain figures. Right. And I think that's sometimes just uh, the way that it is. Right. I mean, I think Mm -hmm. overall, like there's a lot of cool options for everybody and we haven't even hit San Diego comic-con this year. So, yep. I think Mattel's going to really shine. I think they're going to really hit, some home runs for some reason i just keep thinking that um i think power town's gonna start i hope they reveal series two soon because you know i think if they start following this up with you know obviously i know everyone wants the road warriors but here's my thing i'm just gonna throw this out there if shella or now epic toys can sign demolition and you know the majors can sign demolition there's no reason why power town can't sign demolition correct that would be killer. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just like, that would be amazing. So there's a lot of options for, for wrestling fans right now. There is, there is. And it's almost guaranteed that we're going to get somebody that we want, somebody that we have been wanting, such as Road Warriors in Remco style. We're getting right. that from Asylum. Yeah. And, and that those are amazing. Like, and again, I think sometimes there's, there's something to do with, doing something different. Like I, um, I know this is probably going to break your heart when I tell you this, but I opened my bruiser Brody today. What did you do that for? What? (laughs) Where's the end session? Where's the end session on the zoom? (laughs) I've I've been canceled by Jeff. Um, (laughs) 
but I, I've noticed a lot of people upset by the scale because it's they're a little bit taller than Mattel. Yes. Me and you've talked about this before. I I know, and, and it's not the cover art now because I did the new Jason Wolf artwork, but Nay from Ring Skirts made this picture for us one time. And it was all different figures and they're all different sizes. You had an AWA who was kind of shorter and beefy, a Batman who was tall and skinny, an LJN who was tall and thick and all this stuff. And to me, what was cool about that is seeing all the different sizes and shapes. Mm -hmm. That's what the toy box looked like back in the 80s and 90s. And so I think it's cool to be able to look at a figure without knowing anything about it. No, okay, that's a that's a Toy Biz Marvel figure. Oh, that's a, a Kenner Batman figure. Mm -hmm. That's a WWF Hasbro. That's a WCW Galoob without really knowing much about it. Today, if I handed you, because you're not a superhero guy, if I handed you a random Marvel or DC figure, you may not know which one's which because they're going to look a lot the same. Until, well, now with McFarlane, they're a little bit different. But right. before when Mattel had them, they looked almost similar. Correct. So it's kind of the same thing. And I know people are like, oh, I want them all to be the same. And it's like, I understand that. But then your whole collection is the same. I like that power count are different personally mm -hmm. that, and that may not be for everybody. Cause I get that they, they want them to be congruent with Mattel, but I think there's something special about having their own footprint. So power town is in a seven inch scale. So they are a little bit bigger and I understand people are uh, upset uh, but I like how they're in a bigger scale because this goes back to McFarlane and <laughs> McFarlane did take a ration of crap from the Marvel collectors when he first dropped his DC line because everybody wanted their dream fight of Batman versus, I don't know, the Spider-Man. I don't know, whatever. They all wanted their dream fight and their chaos war or whatnot. And when McFarlane went in a larger scale, oh, pitchforks came out from those collectors. Oh, yeah. And Power Town's kind of hearing the same thing. They're like, hey, well, this is a seven inch scale instead of a six and a half inch scale. And it's like, oh my God, you just, it's one of those you want a frying pan. You just want to bash your head in. And you're like, am I really listening to this? Yeah, it, it's a weird argument because I know um, I've heard a lot of people kind of upset about the lack of like knee articulation because they don't have the double joints. Mm -hmm. Which again, I'm like, well, are you playing with them? Like, because. I understand if you're like Nate from ring stretch and you're doing like figure photography, more articulation is better, but I'm like, I'm just displaying these. Like mm -hmm. I move it around and stuff, but I don't do much else. So it's like, as long as it doesn't fall apart, which luckily they fix that I'm, I'm good with it. Mm -hmm. um, but oh, overall, just opening that Brody, I was like, man, this is really cool. The belt's amazing. The vest is very, very soft rubber. So it's easy to put on, which is cool. Um, I have no complaints, man. No complaints over here either. And I'm a mint on card guy. I'm looking at them in the packaging and I'm like, man, these things are awesome looking. Oh yeah. I, I think they're awesome. And I, that's not even taking them out. Although I'm tempted, man. I want to mess with those belts. <laughs> well, I know you, you mentioned maybe guys that are deceased because yeah. you can't get a Brody autograph. You can't get a Carrie Von Eric autograph. You can't get a Vern Gagne, et cetera. So I think there is something to that, but I also get wanting to keep a mint on card because the boxes are amazing. The boxes are fantastic. And the mag the magnet that holds it yeah. together and stuff like that. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's really cool. It's really cool. But the Myers and Cardona two-pack, what did you think about that being a two-pack? Because I initially thought maybe it was going to be two figures, mm -hmm. but we're not getting the flap there. What do you think about that? Like it's just a open plastic box. Um, let's see how it looks when yeah. people start receiving them in hand. 
then then make the judgment. I do like that Cardona's got the NWA title because I feel like that opens up a whole lot of possibilities. It opens up so much. Now, question being, they already done the U.S. title. Can they do the blue NWA tag titles that the Rock and Roll Express held, the Road Warriors held, Midnight Express held? Can they do that? Can they do? Hopefully. And I, if I'm not mistaken, does Myers come with one of the Impact titles? He has the Impact Digital Media title is what it's called, which I assume is kind of like a fancy way of saying the internet title. Yeah, um, sure. Um, <laughs> but again, it's like, well, okay, that opens up possibilities there. So like, mm-hmm. are any titles that were available throughout the history of Impact Wrestling or TNA available? That's hopefully because that's awesome. Exactly. We did kind of get the NWA tag titles a little bit with America's Most Wanted in the Toy Biz TNA line. Back in the oh, day, that's right. Yeah, there was. It wasn't like the full-on blown NWA tag titles, but they were close-ish. Which is which is awesome because, like, that's to me that was actually a big reason why the Super Seven New Japan figures were so fun. Mm-hmm. Only time you got an IWGP title, right, or uh, the Intercontinental IWGP Intercontinental title. So, like, that was a really cool concept for me. So, I, I think, like I said, Power Town. I was talking to Travis earlier. He's like, they're the best figures going today. Like. They're they're easily number one, and I, I I dig it. I hope I hope we see a series two announcement soon, and and more because I I'm excited for the Remco style line. I'm excited for more Ultras because these are awesome. One thing I did want to bring up while we were at Stockton Con, we were in line to get the Ultimate Sergeant Slaughter sign because Sarge was there. Oh man, how cool! Did you see the pictures, or did I text you the picture? No, I haven't seen it yet. I'll I'll text it to you. So. While we're in line, we're talking to, you know, Sarge is being friendly with everybody and we get up to him and he goes, uh, he goes, ah, he goes, Mattel actually sent me one of these boxes. I was like, oh, what do you think of the figure? He goes, I don't know. He goes, it looks cool. I go, oh, you just got the box? And he goes, yeah, they just got me. They just sent me the box. And I go, there was no figure inside. He goes, no, I was going to give it to, I think he said he was going to give it to his grandson or his granddaughter or something like that. Sure. Yeah. And he goes, there was no figure inside. It was just the box. Wow, what a mean joke. I know, I, I know. So anyways, we were talking to him about that. He goes, yeah, if you know anybody, uh, can you uh, have him send the figure, please? So actually, speaking of that, I, the, we haven't talked about this yet, but Sergeant Slaughter's actually announced for Series 2 of Asylum All-Stars, mm-hmm. along with the uh, Eddie Guerrero slash Black Tiger figure. I mean, it makes sense because he's got the G.I. Joe, but I, Sarge was not one I was expecting in that line, but that's a really fun one. Well, Sarge is all over the place with figures. He's got his Valiverse. He's got Hasbro. Yep. Uh, Mattel has made him. But man, now I'm thinking, oh, wait, no, it was the Ultimate Edition. That was the last Sarge sl- figure, right? Well, he had a, didn't he have an Iraqi turncoat elite? <gasps> oh, a few waves back? series 92 or three or something like that. Yeah. Yes, yes. He, he was also in Masters of the WWE Universe, one of the last yep. waves. Which actually, Travis brought up a really interesting point about that, which I had never thought of. Because if you think about it, Sergeant Slaughter's made almost more history than anyone because he had a wrestling figure, he had a G.I. Joe, mm-hmm. and he had a Masters of the Universe. And like, who else can say that? I'm like, wow, that's a good point. Like, he's had everything. I mean, I think Roddy Piper might be the only one that could lay claim to that because he had all of those as well. Yep. Uh, but, like, man, that's really cool. So, yeah, man, I I dig, I dig, I love. I, the Valor vs. Sergeant Slaughter was cool, but I was so happy that Hasbro actually got a full on Sarge in the classified line, and it's a great figure. 
Yeah. They did have at Stockton Con, and it took everything in me to pass this up, but they had Matt Tracker, who is from Mask, as a G.I. Joe. And I, I I asked Scott about this, and Scott goes, yeah, this figure came out in about 2007, 2008. And he goes, they integrated Matt Tracker from the mask world into G.I. Joe form. And Breaker, it took everything in me to just walk away because I was so tempted by that right there. Because I love mashups. If you take take two properties and you put them together, I'm more than likely going to fall in love with it. When the Flintstones met the Jetsons back in 1980s on, mind blown, dude. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, see, and that's the thing is not every mashup is good. Right. Like, I'll be honest, I really wanted to like the Ninja Turtles WWE mashup from like the mid 2010s. And I was just like, Ugh, those just aren't that good to me. But like the, the concept is great. Right. Um, but I mean, I saw the other day that cause I, I don't follow Transformers that well, but they had like the Jurassic Park Jeep as a Transformer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's amazing. Like, I know they've done like the Back to the Future DeLorean before. Mm-hmm. like stuff like that's super cool to do as a mashup so i'm right there with you i think stuff like that's really really fun mm-hmm. there's just something about it where you take two properties like when scooby-doo would meet batman and robin uh, or the that- harlem globetrotters like or the what Globetr- the- oh yeah dude that blew my mind when i was a kid though i actually remember in the summertime cartoon network would air the scooby-doo movies like at noon mm-hmm. that was destination television for me because like they had the three stooges they had don Knotts on there i think yep. like yep all these random celebrities helping them solve mysteries i'm like this is awesome mm-hmm. i want all of this <laughs> <laughs> i need all this in my life yeah it's super cool uh now it's officially been revealed so i want to touch on this um the sdcc exclusive we know is now a muhammad ali two-pack Yes. It will include boxer Muhammad Ali, WrestleMania one referee Muhammad Ali. Um, I've heard mixed reviews on this. Some people saying, wow, that's really cool, but I definitely don't need it. Other people are like, oh, I can't wait to get this. I have to have it. What are your thoughts, man? Oh, man, I'm in the camp of I can't wait to have this. Uh, we grew up a boxing. F- I, OK, let me rewind a little bit. My dad really tried to make us a boxing family. Scott and I adapted wrestling, <laughs> you know, but my dad was a huge is still a, to this day, a huge boxing fan. He loves boxing. So he would tell us all the stories about Muhammad Ali. So over time you watch old school ESPN classic or whatnot throughout the years. And you see the, you see Muhammad Ali, you actually grow to love him. And like, Oh man, he was that good. Everything our dad ever said about him was absolutely true. So when Muhammad Ali was announced for San Diego comic-con, it was like it was a no-brainer. It was oh yeah, I'm gonna get it, gonna try and get two. So uh super excited, love the ref outfit to replicate WrestleMania one and the boxing uh where he's standing over an artwork of Antonio Inoki, or who's supposed to be Antonio Inoki in the artwork. Perfect. You know, chef's kiss to this year's Comic Con, in my opinion. I I've seen the mixed bag too, but in this camp, I'm all full bore can't wait to get it well it's it's one of those things like the packaging on this it was kind of when they did the no holds barred packaging that was like whoa Mm -hmm. you know that was that was insane even if you were like i don't need that like that packaging was coming up to be like wow that's really cool i feel like this kind of has that too so i i think it's a great set i'm still not sure i'm I'm gonna get it but it is a a really fun set um I, i wanted to ask you this though um 
the headbanger mosh announced a while back that they signed a nostalgia deal with wwe which from what i read is essentially like a figure merchandising type of deal mm-hmm. toys shirts video games etc what i think the difference is and i could be wrong but this what i was reading is it's almost like a pay per item deal so if we make a headbangers t-shirt we will pay you x number of dollars if we put you in wwe 2k 23 or 24 whatever it might be we will pay you x number of dollars if we make headbanger action figures so on etc whereas legends deals best i understand it, they get paid quarterly no matter what uh-huh. so obviously you're going to get your money's worth out of a macho man or a um, million dollar man or ultimate warrior or hulk hogan because they produce a lot of merchandise so I wonder if this is going to be the new plan for Mattel, get these guys under a deal, but like the headbangers is is a a prime example where not everybody was probably clamoring for headbanger figures, Mm -hmm. but if they do make them, they'll be like, Oh, that's really cool. I want to get these. Mm -hmm. And and I think this is awesome. So I think what's going to be great about STCC this year is they're probably going to have a lot of cool things in store that we're not even expecting, which I think is great. Like a lot of, like wants that we we haven't gotten because i think mattel i think they're smart guys and i think a lot of the issues have been their hands have been tied due to contracts but they're seeing these third-party companies making money with a bruiser brody or a stan hansen or making money with you know the godwins or savio vega or the road warriors like why not make that money yourselves right the, the reason a third party's company the third-party companies came along was because you stop making stuff we wanted. So like, that's kind of what happened is like, everyone was like, we want retros. Why just get rid of the retros? Now we have more retro companies that we know what to deal with. So yeah. Um, is there, so is there any, you have any thoughts on who Mattel might be trying to go after who they could possibly sign? Uh, so headbangers are one. Um, that's pretty yeah, much I, a given. I know Samu was one of the first guys they signed, which got the head trigger. So that's already happened. So um, I don't, uh, I don't, foresee any nwa guys i don't see any midnight express i think depending on what happens there we were supposed to get midnight express ftc figures but we haven't heard much on that recently that's right is that still happening i don't know that's a great question i don't know the answer to that in and i'll be honest like i would love a power town beautiful bobby yep him and sweet stan with the robes are you kidding me like all day long i want that that's awesome so but, you know, whoever makes it, I think is it's awesome. I just, I, I want to see all these guys get money or their families get money. And um, so I, I don't know. I think it's cool. But I mean, you think about it, like think about a guy like, uh, like Ahmed Johnson, right? He hasn't had a figure since like what, 1998, probably. Something like that, and, 97, 98. Yeah. And now he's got two retro <laughs> figures mm-hmm. coming out, but why not put him in every line? But at the same time, like if you're Mattel, like, sign sign him get a figure of ahmed why not like he'd be an awesome elite he'd be an awesome ultimate edition who else got these nostalgia deals that's what we don't know um i do know i think the biggest like one that everyone's hoping for and it seems likely due to the hall of fame this year is muda can you imagine him with his outfit in an ultimate edition with multiple heads different face paints oh chef's kiss give me all that <laughs> they could even take the goldberg like smoke and make the mist mist yes good call good call yeah. um 
I'm really hoping that some people are back under a contract. Yes. Maybe King Kong Bundy. King Kong Bundy would be great. Um, and, and there's so many guys that like we can't, we'd had through Mattel, like Mattel had Magnum TA at one point, right? He had Tully Blanchard at one point. Um, a lot of these guys that aren't really working for other companies, I'm just like, like, why not? Like, why not get figures of these guys? So Bundy would be great. Um, he would be an, a really fun one to see. I would love to see. I'm obviously a, uh, a fan of the goofy gimmicks. Give me Bob spark plug, Holly, give me, uh, <laughs> give me avatar. Give me the kiss demon. Give me Mortis. Give me glacier. Damn it. All. Give me TL hopper. I need a plumber in my life. Well, you know, and what's funny is when they were doing those collector editions, I kind of realized pretty early on. I'm like, this is the character you don't think is going to sell as well. So you put it as a collector edition, but I mean, really that's the first time we got Patterson. Mm-hmm. First time we got Briscoe. First time we got Rocky Johnson in in Mattel. That was Pete Dunn's first figure. That was Liv Morgan's first figure. Sonya Deville's first figure. Like that was a cool concept. Mm-hmm. But they they don't do those anymore, do they? No, they they don't. I will say this: I hope that they announce the next few series of the Coliseum collection. And Scott and I yes. have been kind of fantasy book in the Coliseum collection. And what we're really hoping for is that one of the sets is managers, and we hope because they do two per Coliseum collection, Mattel creation thing. We're really hoping they do a Captain Lou because now Captain Lou's under a deal. Yes. And, and Bobby Heenan. So give me some of your Coliseum collection fantasy book sets. Uh, so the ones we've kind of kicked around, there was Savage and Steamboat, but then do they pair Savage with Elizabeth? We never really answered that question. They really haven't had a two-pack since like Toy Biz, have they? Correct. Um, we were trying to figure out how they would do Harley Race. Because if they're coming out with him in the robe now with an elite, you can't really, well, I mean, you can, but are you going to replicate that in the ultimate edition, which is just a upgraded version of the elite that just came out. Then we were trying to decide who you pair him with. And we were thinking junkyard dog. Well, I mean, they could do a cloth robe to kind of make it different. Mm-hmm. Um, be- and the reason I say that too, is because you could kind of recreate the, you know dog wearing the robe and the crown yes um jyd would make the most sense mm-hmm. um but i don't know it's it's kind of hard to say but also i i didn't think piper and george the animal steel was like a, a set i would have thought of necessarily either that was kind of an obscure one because you know it would have made sense if you would have done elizabeth and george Steele. Because George was sure. always George was always kidnapping her, dude. Like, <laughs> or even Steamboat and George Steele, because you know he was in his corner. Exactly. By the way, did um, you did you ever think that was weird that George Steele just kept stealing Elizabeth, and we were cheered that? Well, I think like they actually tried to tell the story of like he was he was trying to treat her nice because he, he was, trying, she was yeah. being, mis- being mistreated. <laughs> um, but and honestly, too, Hogan and Funk wasn't a layup for me either. Like that's a cool set, but that's not the two I would have paired necessarily. You know um, what? That was a random Saturday afternoon, Saturday morning match. It was just Terry Funk versus Hogan, and they they slapped those two together, which yeah, is, which was weird. And it, but it was a cool way to get Funk in the line again, so I yeah. was okay with it. And the white and red Hogan was kind of fun. Um, but I mean, there's so many guys that could do. I think Warrior and Honky Tonk Man would be amazing mm-hmm. because you could recreate the SummerSlam where like he, you know doesn't even take the jumpsuit off and the intercontinental title and all that stuff um i mean there's so many it's kind of hard to think like 
honestly a really good set would have been hogan and boss man kind of replicating the cage match the cage match yes yeah kind of a fatter big boss man would have been fun um the well the, they just came out with andre and the ultimate right so how would they differentiate the andre from the coliseum collection i mean obviously you just put the fro on them and you give them the blue trunks and or uh, or if you did andre and warrior you could do the face paint andre extra oh. head which would be kind of fun and that'd be enough of, a, of an incentive people like okay i need that that's awesome. yeah okay good call good call i like that um there's a honestly a, one i would like to see now he didn't have an ljm but i think it fits the era and i think they may have him a deal just because of a tease that i saw big john stud refrigerator perry yes here's my money well because they showed that wrestlemania 2 shirt right correct and to me, it's like that's the only guy I associate with the WrestleMania two shirt is Refrigerator Perry. And okay. yeah, it doesn't really does it make a lot of sense? No, but neither does Muhammad Ali, and they signed him, so why not? True, true. Um, so that that's just a that's just one I would like to see. I feel like that's a ways down the road. Um, but I but I to me, like the whole concept is trying to do guys that had LJNs. So mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, Ted DiBiase and Dusty Rhodes would be great. Dusty didn't have an LJN, obviously, but kind of the same era there. Yeah. You could also do Perfect and Beefcake. They had a feud. True. Yeah, that was uh, WrestleMania Five. Yeah, you could do, jeez. Uh, I don't know. They, I mean, but again, tag teams, they could do um, the Heart Foundation. That would be great. Yes. I would love the Heart Foundation in, like, the blue from WrestleMania, WrestleMania two. two. Yep. Or even uh even like the weird pink with black trunks from WrestleMania four, because we haven't had that one before. There's a lot of different ones we could do. Um I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to hard to narrow down though. Yeah. Who would you pair Outback Jack with? <laughs> Sika. <laughs> <laughs> so for those that don't know, I said I sent Breaker a uh a card from 1987. The main event was Hogan and Harley Race. Breaker did not focus on the main event. Breaker no. went immediately to Outback Jack versus Sika. It was like match and... two, and I was like, main event anywhere in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and, and your response was barn dot 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 burner. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is I have zero memories of Outback Jack wrestling. Okay. I only memory I have of him is the LJN figure because I did have the LJN. Oh, you did have it. I did, yes. That's My mom funny. thought it was one of the bushwhackers, <laughs> <laughs> which did not have LJNs. So, uh, yeah, my, my mom thought it was one of the bushwhackers. She also <laughs> thought Jesse Ventura was Hulk Hogan, which makes That's sense. Ma- you that know. makes so much sense. Do rag, yeah. mustache. You know, it's like, okay, he's yeah. flexing. That could work. I'm also hoping to see more superstar figures. Yes. Uh, speaking of superstars, I do want to thank Travis for finding the series four set with macho typhoon rock and of course i always forget the last one but anyways i do want to thank mr t mr t i do want to thank travis uh for finding those haven't spotted them out here they didn't even have them as stockton con so uh thank you so much travis for snagging those for me yeah those are kind of becoming a uh, a chore to find i know a lot of my walmarts are clearancing them out Mm-hmm. So hopefully that leads to to new stock. Um, I know series six, which is uh, you know, well the series five. I my my understanding, I think uh, Steve Ozer said this said series five is going to be a reissue Rock, reissue Macho Man, and then Earthquake and Rick Rude. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and so that'll be series five. Series six will be Hogan, Piper, Mr. Perfect, and Bam Bam Bigelow. Mm-hmm. And series seven will be reissues of Hogan and Piper and then Captain Lou and that big Van Vader we saw. Yeah. So, so I, hopefully we see a lot of new stuff at SDCC now. Yes. I'm I'm so excited for these figures. Like when we were at Mattel and we saw the Captain Lou and the Vader, that was like my biggest pop. Oh yeah. I didn't even. Well, it's Captain it, Lou. You don't expect. Cause ex- like exactly. I, my, my biggest thing was, is like, Oh my God, they're making Captain Lou and Vader in the superstars. And Scott goes, dude, they're, they've got Captain Lou under a deal. Like this wasn't even registering in my head. Yes. And Scott goes, dude, they have Captain Lou under a deal. And I was like, Oh, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. And then, you know, then the Coliseum collection comes up and you start thinking about maybe putting a Davy boy Smith and Captain Lou two pack or whatever it may be. Well, and there's so many guys I would like to see in the superstars line. And I like the fact that they're kind of doing, almost two in ones like Mr. Perfect is kind of like Mr. Perfect and Kurt Henning AWA style. You get Bam Bam, you get like WWF Bam Bam and Japanese Bam Bam. I think that's really cool. So I hope we see more of that. Um there any like I I, I would love to see Brett the line. I want to see Harley in the line obviously. Um one I think that would be a really fun superstars figure is Doink if they did him with the jacket. I think that'd be really cool. That'd be really cool. Uh Davy Boy as well. Davy Boy would be great. Um and, and, you know, and that's another thing, too, is like, let's get Dynamite. I know he's signed with other companies, but like, get him in the Mattel line, you know? Oh, there's so much stank on him right now. I know there is. And that's what's that's what's bad about it. But it's just like, we need British Bulldogs figures, you know? Oh, like, oh, dude, you're preaching to the choir over here, especially in those superstar figures. Or a Coliseum collection, you know? Oh, my God. If they, <laughs> if they show Dynamite, man, I will lose my mind next week. Yeah, that'd be cool. Also, Ted RCD, like obviously. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Red singlet, please. Ted RCD. With the long socks and shoes. <laughs> What's funny is when I was a kid, I got to order two figures through the catalog. Uh-huh. I chose Ultimate Warrior and Ted RCD. <laughs> and I don't know why I chose Ted RCD, but for some reason, I was like, I want that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I loved his red singlet. I just like, that guy's awesome. <laughs> Well, he was jacked out of his mind, you know? He was. And it was just like, that guy's, he has like long socks and shoes. I think because it's like, this guy, I could be like this guy. He doesn't even have good gear. (laughs) So I don't know. I always thought that was funny. Um, But yeah, man, uh, lots of cool stuff lined with Mattel. Um, Also, uh, one more quick thing. I guess uh, Zombie announced that his SDCC exclusive this year will be a another orange card. It will be Mike the Booger Shaw, aka Bastion, Bastion Booger. Booger. Hmm. Um, to me, this figure looks great. I know we were going to get this in the original Hasbro line, but Zombie kind of went and got his own version of it. Looks really good. Like I think this one looks really, really fun. Like again, Bastion Booger, another one of those characters. Like he wasn't around long, but. A, a really fun figure yeah a lot of people and you included love the uh random gimmicks the random yeah. you know we always talk about the dark days of 95 but there were there's a small crowd out there that love those horrible horrible gimmicks and it just wasn't wwf it was wcw too like the yete you know or whoever you know <laughs> throw the whatever brutus briefcake was playing you know the butcher or the booty man or whatever the man with no name or whatever <laughs> zodiac 
but 95 was such a uh, dark time, you know, but then you look back and you laugh at a lot of the gimmicks that they came out with. Um, so anyways, going back to zombie, that is good for him. I thought he already made him. I thought that was already out for some reason in my head. No, it's so my understanding and I, and I'll be honest, I know he's got his detractors and I try not to bring up personal issues or anything like that. Just the facts of what he's producing. Mm-hmm. I think his business model is probably one of the best because what I, my understanding is what he did is when he took the money from series one and that's when he produced series two and series three. And so, and then I think a few other random ones too. And I think Bruce Lee's in that category. Mm-hmm. All of those are coming in at the same time. So like series three's already been made. Mm-hmm. So when you go to order this, I don't think it'll be much of a wait at all. And I think he's used the money for series two now that that's in and from Johnny Gargano and probably now Bruce Lee to produce the next few sets. So the wait times decrease because that was been a big knock on a lot of these figures. It's like it's taken a year and a half or however long to get a, a wave. Right. And so you, you think about it, it's like these zombie figures were announced at the same time they, they, they were doing Jajo classified. He's made what seven figures. And they made like 70 of these things. So well, it's a slower process. So yeah, I think he's, I think what he's doing is smart and and he's going to try to shorten the wait time, use the money that's come in to make the next set. Cause obviously that costs a lot to make more figures as we all know. And I think that's a cool idea. Cause I think power and glory, uh, one man gang slick and Jack Tunney mm-hmm. are all in wave three. And I don't, there may be more, I'm not sure, but cause he hasn't officially announced everyone yet, but no, there's a lot of, a lot of cool stuff. And then that, that bastion booger will be there as well are you going to be getting any of those probably yeah i really like those figures so i'll probably be getting those okay i'm also looking forward to super seven yes i think i'm just looking forward to everything that's across the board you know just seeing even though i may not jump into gi joe's it'll be cool to see do they come out with another vehicle or um there's just so much that i'm looking forward to speaking of super seven Went to Stockton Con, as I've mentioned a couple of times. They had the robot Scratchy. Do you remember that episode where they went to Itchy yes. and Scratchy? They had robot Scratchy. They had Mo, and they had Poochie. So random. And Breaker, I stood there in front of them, and I was like, I have to buy these. I didn't. I had to walk away. And the thing that was scaring me was the Andre the Giant from Super 7, which is terrible. But yeah. <laughs> but literally, I kept telling Scott, I was like, get me away from these right now. One thing I'm noticing about Super 7s is they never come down in price. They are always 55 bucks. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, a local shop, I was talking to a guy about them. And I may have mentioned this in the last episode. I don't remember. But I asked him about some of the turtles because I was like, you have do you have the next few waves coming in? Cause they had a lot of super seven. He goes, honestly, probably not. And I was like, really? And he goes, he goes, we don't have a huge profit markup with these. Yeah. And so he said, it's, and he said, we're not making much. So it's not really worth our time to stock them. Yeah. yeah. Well, fair enough, I guess. And that's the bad thing is like, it's that price tag that scares a lot of people away. They see the $55 price tag and they can't move them, you know, because nobody really wants, you know, am I going to pay, $55 for the GI Joe, which is gorgeous. They had those there at Stockton Con. Or am I going to just pay $25 for a classified call it a day? 
and the classifieds look good that's the thing it's not these aren't like immensely better like uh i saw like when i was there they had the uh, power rangers they had the turtles and then they had gi joe and looking at them like man these are impressive but like you're saying like i can buy a classified cobra commander i can buy the you know green ranger is a little harder to find now because of everything that happened with jason david frank but if i want a green ranger figure i can probably buy it cheaper or you know or, or any of the different power ranger characters they have so it's kind of one of those things where they're kind of dipping it's kind of like what we were saying about with the the wrestling figure lines you're dipping your toes in the same thing so it's the same stuff like who needs both and, and i i remember running into that when super seven was doing the turtles and NECA is doing the turtles. It's like, well, I don't need to buy both, right? Like, that's just too yep. much. Yep. And then now there's that new company. It's making the smaller scale turtles. It's like, well, I definitely don't need a third one. Like, it's just too much. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's probably, unless you have something else to add, I think it's probably about time to dive into some G.I. Joe Classified. What do you say? Uh, I say we Not can G.I. Jump- Joe Classified, G.I. Joe Real American <laughs> Hero. Uh we can jump into those other things from Stockton Con real, real fast. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. While you look them up, uh, and of course they just oh i bought a bunch of cards i bought a bunch of bret hart cards <laughs> they were like two or three bucks so i was nice. like oh, i'll buy a bunch of bret hart cards he did have an autographed bret hart one and he wanted 150 bucks for it and i was like yeah that's cool that's that is a lot so stockton con is it mostly like a toy show or comic con is it just a little bit of everything so i look forward to stockton con every winter and summer so what it is is it's at a minor league hockey stadium and you walk in, you go upstairs, and that's where all the actors are. Sergeant Slaughter was up there. The guy that did the voice for Ren and Stimpy was up there. His name's Billy West. Tara Reed was up there. Um, her Hopefully boyfriend... she was sober. Tara Reed was up there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I didn't get to see her. She had her back turned when I, we walked by her. Uh, right next to her was the guy from, was it Rookie of the Year? That little kid from Rookie of the Year? Oh, Henry Rowan Gardner. Yeah. He was in American Pie. He, in fact, he was Tara Reid's boyfriend in the movie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. My my favorite line, Rosenberger. <laughs> <laughs> Warm up. You're going in. <laughs> Some other voice actors were there. A lot of Dragon Ball Z. Uh, but it, Dan Helsen was there as well. No. Um, so that is all up on the upper deck area. Then you go downstairs to the lower outside of the bowl. And that's where... The toy collectors, or excuse me, the toy sellers are starting to venture out there, but that used to be like artist alleys. So a lot of the people that do paintings, a lot of the people that do artwork and stuff, they would be out on artist alley. Well, a lot of the toy sellers are starting to make their way out there now, but then you go into the hockey rink and that's where everything is. That's all the toys right there. And you go up and down the aisles, checking to see what you want. So that's what Stockton Con basically is. And it's always a great time. Scott and I always have a blast at it. That's really cool. I uh, I actually have two Oklahoma conventions coming up. One Ooh. in one in November and then one in August. The one in August is called Oklahoma Comic Con, which we used to have Wizard World out here. And then that we haven't had that really since COVID. So I assume this is just like a new company trying to do the same thing but they uh uh they haven't announced a lot of of interesting guests i'm not big into meeting the celebrities necessarily but they have announced two very random ones leah thompson which was the mom from back to the future yeah and then devon dudley 
what <laughs> so i'm like okay that's kind of fun <laughs> um but i just i like to go just to see you know everything there's always like i'm, I'm sure he's the bootleg dvd guy there's always yep. all the cool artwork and stuff it's just it's always just fun to go and then there's another one in november called retro mania and um i actually took my nephew to that last year and it was uh kind of in a smaller little building but they had a lot of toys it was a lot of a lot of really cool toys a lot of cards uh, they had a few celebrities there but again that's not really that's not really why i go i know it's the driving force for for some people but um you know mine was i just like to go to see all the different stuff and you know it was really cool because i mean it's you just never know what you're going to find at these toy shows you know and yep. i actually uh saw there was a batman figure from like 92 where it was when Batman Returns came out, and it was like a Bruce Wayne figure, but you had the cowl and the cape, and mm-hmm. you could turn him into Batman. And I, I loved that figure as a kid. I just thought it was super cool. And they had one mint on card there, and I was like, wow, that's awesome. I didn't buy it, but I was just like, man, that's so cool to see again, you know, just because it's just like, man, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they had tons of Super 7s there. They had, they had all kinds of good stuff. And it's just one of those things you could walk around for hours and just check everything out it's really cool by the way the one thing i did want to bring up i was actually searching for this uh this is regarding thundercats this was a tweet that was put out by thundercats ult on twitter it says we all wanted to know now we do the cats layer by super seven will be 650 dollars. let that sink in we'll just yeah. kind of we'll let that marinate just a little bit plus $100 domestic US flat shipping when it goes on pre-order after the SDCC debut. Check out the interview with Brian Flynn for more info. There's a link that they had. Um, so anyway, $650 for the cat's layer plus $100 shipping. If a nitro stage can fund, I'm just joking. It, this one's going to well, be made to order. It's going to be made to order. It's not a crowdfund thing. People are going to just drop the money and they'll get it. So. Well, but, I, you know, I've seen Super 7 cancel some stuff, too, when it oh. doesn't hit a number that they want. I know recently there was a Power Ranger wave where one of the figures didn't get enough orders, so they canceled it. Oh. And they also canceled, like, the second Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson figures. So, Good call. Um, now, were their hands forced on by WWE? Gallows and Anderson might have been a WWE thing. I don't know. Um not sure on that but the power ranger thing certainly was a uh, lack of sales um, okay i don't know man like I, it's cool i was never a huge thundercats fan mm-hmm. but i i know they've done that like with, i know super seven did a snake mountain a few years back and it was a similar price it's a lot man like you have to really this has got to be an end-all be-all for you you know i think and but no one else is really making thundercats so um so thundercats were a big part of my playtime prior to it was kind of like Thundercats and the Transformers and before wrestling figures took over. When wrestling mm-hmm. figures took over, that was basically my playtime going forward. Right. But going up to that, it was Thundercats and Transformers. Thundercats was a huge part of my playtime. I love Thundercats. I always, you know, you have Lino and you're just like, he is like the god. Right. It's it's one of those things like I remember Funko made those like super or not. I'm sorry, not super seven. They made those uh, Savage World Thundercats mm-hmm. a couple of waves. Of those that were kind of He-Man style. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I bought a couple of those, but um, 
I don't know. I would really like to see a company, nothing against Super Seven, but a company make more of a in-store Thundercats. Like, I guess the only word I can use is that a more affordable mm-hmm. Thundercats. You know that we could all buy because I think it'd be cool to kind of collect those. I'm not a huge fan of them, but still can appreciate a fun action figure. Yeah, there was quite a few Thundercats Super Seven Ultimates at Stock and Con as well. They've done several waves of those, and those always look really cool. Oh, they're so good. But I'm sure, like anything else, it's hard to dive in because there's so many and they're so expensive. Bingo. Yeah. And I think with Super 7, which is, it, which is I think, the hard part is you really only could collect those. Mm-hmm. You, like, you could only collect, like, Super 7 Turtles. You couldn't really get, like, oh, I'm getting everything Super 7. Like, who could do that? It's just too much. But Yeah. But obviously, they're doing well because they're continually putting out product. Yep. Doing well as a toy company. Yep. Okay, let's move on to G.I. Joe. Let's move on to G.I. Joe. So this is wave two. Now, this is when I feel like wave one was a little rough at Mm -hmm. a few of the figures, but wave two, they really started to hit their stride. So I'm going to go through all the all the different characters and I want to kind of get your your thoughts on some of these, because some of them are actually coming up in some future classified waves. Um, Mm -hmm. First up, we have Airborne. Um, He's got his gun, his helmet, his backpack, Um, not I don't. I definitely didn't have Airborne, but Scott did. definitely a, was he a big, a big Airborne fan? Have they made a classified of him yet? I don't think they've made an Airborne figure yet, not off the top of my head. But then I go, I say that now, and then some classified fan will be like, "Hey, they did make Airborne in series," and you're like, "Ah, crap!" You know, <laughs> <laughs> my memory sucks, anyways. But uh, I remember Airborne. And maybe reason I remember Airborne was because of the backpack or the uh, the. If you're looking at the picture on Figure Realm. It's off to the left part of the screen in the upper left. I always remembered that backpack. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically the gun looks the same from like every other gun that, you know, this is a GI. Yeah. But I, that's the only reason I remember Airborne Scott. Scott, I think, just got Airborne just to get Airborne. Well, again, you know, I think with especially back in the day, you're you have like the yes or the money available to buy a figure maybe that's mm-hmm. the only one they had that he didn't have so oh you're gonna get it like i remember one time going to toys r us and buying rick martell and, and el matador and it's only two they had that i didn't have right so it's mm-hmm. like i'm gonna spend every single dollar i have to buy figures <laughs> that's who i'm getting you know so you just gotta do what you gotta, gotta do what you gotta do oh speaking of that i don't think i told you this i, I think i may have on the group chat but i uh, i was at a my vintage store Someone traded in a whole bunch of wrestlers. I was able to pick up a Hasbro Bam Bam Bigelow and Coco Beware with Frankie. How much? $50 total. Whoa. And Bam Bam would have been 50 bucks by himself. Coco would probably be 20, but 50 with Frankie. So right. good deal. I was very excited to get that. I was like, whoa. How were the mechanisms on them? Mechanisms were great. And the paint was almost perfect light oh. scuffs but for the most part like really really in good shape i have to go back to StockerCon one more time i wish yeah, i go could ahead. go i wish i could go back to StockerCon, but no I, <laughs> right some guy had two yellow card hasbros mint on card they these guys these were mint it was crush he had crush for 100 dollars. Oh, that's not bad he had kamala for 175 which was <sighs> we got into the area where you got all the uh you look at all the toys and stuff and I brought up Wrestling Toy Tracker. He was charging $50 less than what the average price was going for Crush. So 
Crush was going for about 151 over on eBay. He was selling it for 100. Kamala, he had about $80 over what he had been going for on eBay. So evens out. Yeah, it evens out. I almost pulled the trigger on the crush, but I I was like, what am I, unless I'm going to flip it, I'm not going to do this right now. Well, the thing about it being at a, at a toy show, it's like, you know, there's no issue with shipping. Correct. Because that's point. also a factor, you know, so. Yep. Good and that'd point. be cool just to see. Yeah. Next up in G.I. Joe, we have, this is actually uh, one of my all-time favorite villains. Um, I list like Kingpin from Spider-Man, Magneto from X-Men, uh, Krang and Bebop and Rocksteady from Turtles, and Destro from G.I. Joe is like one of some of my favorite villains. Love Destro, one of my favorites. Um, remember my cousin had this figure and I was so jealous. <laughs> he's in his classic red and, and black suit. He's got his briefcase. He's got his gun. Dude, Destro was awesome to me like this. And this is like when you look at series one, a lot of the figures were a little bland. Mm-hmm. This is when they start really like showing some character to me. And it starts with Destro, that freaking silver head. Like, are you kidding me? Like, it was, it was such a cool figure. How come Destro was always one of your favorites? I don't know. I just thought he looked cool. OK, honestly, like um, and I remember Jason Wolf even made this statement when they showed all the classifieds for that first wave. They're like, oh, those are okay. And then they showed Destro. It's like, okay, now we're talking. Like, yep. that's amazing. It's just something cool about him. I don't know. I can't explain it. I think he's awesome. Like, I, I don't know if you watch G.I. Joe, like the Rise of Cobra, the movie with Channing Tatum. Not the best movie. No, I don't think I did. It was like the G.I. Joe movie. It was not the best. But at the end, like the guy that's Destro becomes Destro. Oh, okay. It, like that was like the only cool scene. And like <laughs> like the mask comes on, you're like, yes, <laughs> freaking Destro. <laughs> um, <laughs> up next we have Doc or the medic, and uh, he's got a stretcher, his helmet, his gun, almost like a grappling hook type weapon. Actually, um, never had I never had Doc, but I always thought he was a cool figure. I think they've actually made a Super Seven of him, but I don't think we've got him in the classified yet. Um. The only reason I remember Doc is because of the gun, because the uh, the strap that goes around, you know, goes around the shoulder. I always remembered that gun. I never played with the figure, but I always remembered the gun because Scott would always leave his toys out like in his room and being the younger brother. I'd always go in and bug him and then his G.I. Joe's would be in a pile and I start messing with him. But yes. there's some, you know, that's what little brothers do. But uh, <laughs> that's what I just remember the gun on from uh, Doc yeah it's it's a it's a it's a cool figure Mm -hmm. um this was also it says it's a mail order which is kind of crazy we have duke here and uh he's got his backpack his helmet his gun looks like some binoculars which is kind of fun um hasbro did a lot of mail order of course i guess that was kind of a big thing in the 80s right a lot of mail order figures yeah so it had to be cool to get some of these in the mail yeah cut off the back of the uh uh the barcode proofs of purchase or whatever thank you uh send that in along with like a copy of the receipts or something or whatever it was and yeah they would send you something in the mail and it was kind of cool like it would take forever you know (laughs) but you got something in the mail and you're like whoa like we got a shack starting lineup but with a basketball hoop and uh i think so cool i think scott got duke i think he did the proofs of purchase thing so yeah, it was it was actually really cool doing those proofs of purchase back in the day. 
we're not going to get to it in this way, but didn't they do a mail order uh, refrigerator Perry GI Joe? We got that one. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. That's actually going for a pretty decent amount of money nowadays. Yeah, we should have uh, left it mint on card. <laughs> probably. Uh, but I, yeah, I remember also, this is kind of going off topic. This is almost Saturday morning rumble wheel here, but um, cereal boxes always had that, right? Like sending two proofs of purchase. I remember, you'll appreciate this as a baseball fan. I got a uh, set of temporary tattoos of all the baseball teams with a funny logo. <sighs> so like I said, like Minnesota twins and it was two twins. And <laughs> and then it would be like, uh, you know, the California angels, but it was like an angel and he had a halo and like a white robe <laughs> and stuff. But I was like, you know, temporary tattoos were huge. Yeah. You know, in the nineties, I was just like putting them all over my arms. So they were so cool. <laughs> it would be cool if it, the Minnesota twins came as Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Going back to G.I. Joe, we have Gung Ho, another classic. Um, mm-hmm. Got his backpack, his gun, his hat. Uh, this was actually one of the cooler figures from Wave 2. But they've actually remade this. And they're, uh, I don't know what they call it, like the Classics Collection maybe, where they did more accurate colors to this figure. Um, because to me, I, I always thought like the modernization of colors was fine. But mm-hmm. the classic color combo was really cool too. Yeah, this figure was always used by scott like he loved gung-ho like i remember he had playtime with gung-ho all the time and well i mean you always set up your battlefield you know you have your his tank and you've got the vehicles and all that stuff scott would set that all up and then you know playtime began with the war you know that's awesome yeah um also in wave two we've got major blood what a name I know he's got a couple of different weapons. I can't make out what that one is, but um, so this was like to me, this wasn't the first one, but Major Blood was one of those classified figures that was like nearly impossible to find, wasn't it? So I remember being at a Target, and you'll appreciate this. I'm looking, and I found two figures I wanted. One was Major Blood, and one was the Ultimate Edition Macho Man with the white and green jacket. Ooh. And I was like, I really want both, but I really didn't have the money to buy both. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of, you have to make that crucial decision. I went with major blood and uh, never saw macho man in storage again. <laughs> I do have it now. So all is well. And I got a okay. deal on it online, but uh, I ended up seeing major blood again at a resale shop. And I was like, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's the decision you have to make as a toy collector. Sometimes you just, if you can't buy it, I, you're like, all right, well, what do I do? I Do I hide it in the store? Do I try to figure it out? And mm-hmm. You sometimes hope for the best. Mm-hmm. I was thinking this guy is coming up, but I think that's Snow Serpent. This is actually Snow Job here. Mm-hmm. This is a fun one. He's got his skis. He's got his ski poles, his gun, his backpack. I love that they did all the winterized characters. I don't know uh, if they made everybody like this, but I always thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. They did incorporate this into the movie, which I thought was kind of fun where they all went up to Antarctica and were in white gear and stuff um this is i mean he's a skier like who does that's awesome right yeah snow did you guys jo- have snow job oh of course we did snow job was one of those that scott would have cried tears to this day if he didn't have that snow job figure but he did get it of course mom you know we went to toys r us and scott waterworks mom you know stuff like that <laughs> and he got he got the uh he got quite a few of these figures i remember major blood definitely remember snow job that was always one of Scott's favorites. 
and I bet I haven't looked, but I bet like if you were to get snow job now, you know, you're going to want the skis and the poles for sure. I mean, oh. definitely all the accessories if possible, but definitely those. And I'm sure that jacks that price up quite a oh, bit. hundred percent. Because I know sometimes you can find the figures by themselves, even in good shape for, you know, seven, eight bucks. Sometimes mm-hmm. if you want all the accessories, it, it jumps it up to about 35 or 40 usually. Uh, next up, we have Torpedo. Um, they are making a Torpedo. I'm almost positive. And he's got his, his scuba gear, his flippers. Looks like a big, a big rifle with him. Awesome looking figure. I, I think it's awesome with these. Like, like I said, I don't feel like that this was there in series one. But like you're seeing all these different specialty guys, right? Which, you know, Doc was the medic. You got Torpedo, who's the underwater guy. You got Snowjob, who's up, you know, got his ski gear. I just think that's what's really cool about this is everyone's kind of got their specialty now, and it's really starting to show with the different characters. So are you going to still continue collecting those? So I go back and forth because right now a lot of stuff's being advertised with gi joe and i don't know if you ever do this but like i'll be kind of i don't want to say not collecting something but it's not on the forefront of my mind mm-hmm. and then i'll see like mole rat or something i'm like oh man that's cool and i'm like i do kind of want that you know it just kind of then it hits you you're like okay i guess i'm collecting these again you know it just so i i probably will i am lucky i have a couple of uh i have one um store here locally who actually gets gi joe's in from hasbro okay and so they always have plenty of selection Mm -hmm. i don't have to fight walmart or target so it makes it a little bit easier because i can kind of go in and get what i want or i can even message them on facebook like hey will you hold me a rock and roll or will you hold me a um you know torpedo or whoever it might be and they're they're pretty cool about that so nice definitely makes that a little bit easier because getting these has definitely been a challenge because i haven't seen new gi joe's in my Walmart in a very long time. It's been a couple of days. Yeah. Um, and finally, round, rounding out wave two is Tripwire. Um, he's got his, well, his Tripwire, his backpack, got the helmet and the shades on, another really cool figure. But again, that's what's awesome. All these guys kind of have their own little specialty, which makes it fun. Like this is a wave two really knocked wave one out of the water, in my opinion, of just overall, like pretty much all of these are must buys to me like if i was at a kid at a store like some of them i'm probably gonna have to leave behind maybe but i wouldn't want to i'd want to get the whole set yeah so if a lot of people and i know there's three and three quarters out there the uh, super seven puts out the reactions and stuff like that yep but for us back in 83 84 these were huge to us it was gi joe toys we didn't care what scale they were in we wanted to play gi joes you know um i did talk to scott about these he said hands down snow job was his favorite he did say and i actually remember this too but he mentioned that there was he would sneak his toys to school so he would pop them in his backpack well there was one day he put snow job into his backpack he didn't think dad was looking Dad saw him put snow job into the, his backpack and he looked at him and he goes, if any of those accessories are missing, you are not getting another one. Scott goes, Ooh. Oh crap. All right. I'm taking him to school. <laughs> he goes, I guarded that thing with my life. And I was like, I'm never bringing this back because he was so paranoid all day. You know, what's funny is uh, I always wanted to take my toys to school too. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. 
why necessarily. I always just thought that would be fun. And I remember I was in first grade and it was my first time seeing X-Men. Mm-hmm. And, you know, X-Men became hugely popular in the early 90s. And Gambit, one of the figures, had a brown jacket on the show. Well, the figure they made of him was like a thin plastic brown coat. Mm-hmm. And so this kid brings out some X-Men figures, right? And I'm just like, oh, what are these? You know, because mm-hmm. they kind of look like wrestlers in a way, right? They have uh-huh. like the, the big boots and stuff. So I'm like, oh, man. And he's like trying to show everyone how Gambit throws the kick or whatever. And as he's doing it, this guy grabs it and rips the coat in half. Oh, no. And so like immediately when that happened, I was like, I am never bringing a toy to school. Like my heart sank for him because I'm just like, oh, because, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like you might as well had a bag of candy among, a, amongst a bunch of first or second graders. Like everyone's trying to get it like, oh, what's yeah, it? What's yeah. It? What's it? And because no one else, you know, we're just playground equipment. We didn't have any toys out there. And so when everyone saw that, it was just like, oh, and he was like distraught. He tells the teacher, the teacher's like, well, don't bring toys to school, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Did he ever replace it, by the way? I don't know. I, I have not talked to that guy in a oh, long okay. time. All right. <laughs> but uh, I will say um, that actually got me interested in X-Men. Um, which, you know, this is also a time when Hasbro's were kind of hit and miss on the pegs. You never knew if you were going to find them. Mm-hmm. I had a little bit of money and my uh, mom took me to Walmart and I grabbed a, my first X-Men figures that day, which I was like, well, not taking these to school because I do not want them to get broken. But <laughs> it, it, was, it was really cool because anytime you get into a new toy line, especially as a kid, it's always an exciting time. So Scott always tells the story. He goes, um, there was one day it was AWA Remco's were still coming out. Scott went to school the next day and uh, he was talking to one of the kids and he goes, Hey, uh, by the way, uh, Toys R Us had the rock and roll express. And Scott goes, the rock and roll express. And he goes, yeah, they had the rock and roll express. And he goes, what? He goes, yeah, they had the red, uh, red pants on. And Scott goes, well, the Rock and Roll Express wears red and black, but not full red. What are you talking about? And he goes, dude, I saw him last night at Toys R Us. So Scott, like all day, on the way home, Scott, Dad, we need to go you to, gotta go to Toys R Us because they have them, right? Come to find out, it was the Midnight Rockers. Scott, to this day, he still kind of gives Dad the stank eye. Why didn't you take us to Toys R Us to get the Midnight Rocker? <laughs> <laughs> I have another interesting story like that where um, there was a show in like 95 called WMAC Masters, which was this like, it was like this martial arts type show. Um, It was kind of a hybrid between pro wrestling, martial arts and Power Rangers. All these real life martial artists were on the show and it was basically they were all given a code name. Like one guy's name is Red Dragon, one guy's the machine, and a lot of the guys were actually featured in the Mortal Kombat movie, which came out around the same time. But they ended up making a toy line of action figures, only about nine, I think, total, because one of them was on the bag whenever it actually got released. Well, there was a character on the show named Yin Yang Man. And really cool. He had like, you know, white and black pants, and he wore like a, a eye patch that had a yin yang on it. Mm-hmm. And um I remember talking to this kid at school who liked the WMAC Masters. I've been in martial arts my whole life, so I was immediately attracted to this because it had the pro wrestling vibes too. Because actually had a, they had a fun idea. They had they called it the Dragon Belt and had all these little slots on it. Mm-hmm. If you beat a competitor, you got their Dragon Key and you could put it on your belt. 
And once your belt filled up, you could challenge the Dragon Star champion for a fight. And that's how you became the grand champion. So it was kind of a cool that's kind concept of, cool. of a show. A little hokey, but it was like each message, each show had a message about like don't do drugs and stay at school <laughs> and all that stuff. So it was very 90s, but um the toy line was made by Bandai, which actually there's a guy named uh, Chris Landis, I, I believe is his name, that um actually made a WMAC WMAC Masters book. And I had him on the the you know it's fake right podcast a few months back and uh he was telling me in his research, he actually contacted Bandai and they had no record of making making this toy line. <laughs> Which I was like, wow, that's crazy. Whoa. But but we talked about this because I, I was like, you have to clarify something for me. A kid at my school told me he had the yin yang man action figure. And he goes, like, Yeah, then they never even made a prototype. And I was like, I knew he was <laughs> lying. I knew it. Cause he was like, No, I have him. I, don't, I was like, Well, bring it to school. No, I'm not bringing it to school. I'm like, like prove it, prove you're the Yin Yang Man action figure, because I was like, I have never seen that. But um, I don't know. That's what's funny back in the day, right? Because now we were immediately on our smartphones, like looking it all up. And right back then, it was just like you hear a rumor and you'd have no idea. Well, now you know that uh, you got to get Jason Wolf to customize you a Yin Yang figure. Oh, don't don't worry. That's probably definitely oh, going to be. Of happening. course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Wolf half the time I'm, I'm sending him ideas. He's like, "Wait, who is this guy?" <laughs> I explained to him. He's like, "Oh, okay." He's like, "Sure, all right, yeah, I can do it." So you know what's funny is the playground, and I guess you could kind of relate this back to Rumble Wheel. But the playground, there was a lot of stories that floated oh, yeah. around, and I'm not even just talking about oh, uh, Bobby kissed Jill or whatever it was. Right. Like even regarding toys, a lot of the kids back in the day were like, oh, I've got the Rock and Roll Express. Well, they don't make NWA figures. How do you have the Rock and Roll Express? They don't make Rock and Roll Express. Oh, I've got them. And then like you, well, prove it, bring it, you know, stuff yeah. like, you know, there were so many things that were floated around just about toys and action figures on that. Oh, playground. yeah. Or um, like, I, yeah, I remember like we would talk about um different cartoons or movies or TV shows and like I remember when the Mortal Kombat movie was coming out we were all like jazzed up for it because this is like a video game we all grew up on right right there's one kid's like yeah I've already seen it I'm like it's not even out yet I saw an early release I'm thinking like no you didn't uh, <laughs> another kid this is a funny one you'll appreciate being a Nickelodeon fan this kid claimed he was on wild and crazy kids do you remember that show on Nickelodeon? Mm -hmm. <laughs> of course I <laughs> he do. He was like, yeah, I was, I was on Wild and Crazy Kids. <laughs> We're like, bull crap, you were not. <laughs> so the next day he shows up in a Wild and Crazy Kids shirt, like the shirt that they all wore. And everyone's like, you probably bought that at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> and so like it was like all year we were like, there's no way, no way you were on that. To this day, I don't know if he was, but um, he, yeah, he certainly, at, at least at that age, claimed he was on Wild and Crazy Kids. Oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but it's always one of those things, too, where um, th this is kind of another funny story. Um, this guy I met through wrestling, which he kind of laughs about it now, but he, he grew up, you know, not having a lot of money. And so he would hear kids talk about, I want to go to Disneyland. I want to go to Disneyland. Mm -hmm. and he, he always would say like you know dad i want to go to disneyland so finally i guess his dad took him and his sister to the mcdonald's playground and told them hey that's disneyland <laughs> <laughs> so he goes back to school 
told people like, oh yeah, I was at Disneyland. And they were like, well, did you ride Space Mountain? He's like, well, I don't know what it was called, but I did everything there. And he's, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, it kind of made him mad because he's like, you know, I was like bragging about like I go to Disneyland like once a week and <laughs> you know, kids being kids are just braggadocious sometimes. And right. Having no idea what he was talking about. I was like, it took me a while to realize like, wow, I would freaking idiot <laughs> oh man playgrounds were such a epic time i mean just so many things just regarding toys and random stories that would float around oh, yeah one of my favorite ones and not to uh upstage or anything like that but uh one of my favorite ones was uh, i had lost one of my mask characters helmets i don't know where it was and it killed me because where was this helmet i couldn't find right. it in, in the house we were playing two hand touch football and it was right before school was about to start. And I, right before the bell rang, I tagged some guy and the game was over and we won. And then that was time to go to class. Well, Scott was in class with the kid that was on his team and our team. And he goes, dude, that's awesome. Your brother, you know, uh, got whoever for the two hand touch. And Scott goes, yeah, my brother's kind of athletic like that a little bit. You know, he's, 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 he loves sports and he goes, that's cool, man. So they got to talking and he goes, yeah, they just got on the topic of mask and my brother. And he goes, yeah, my, uh, Jeff just lost one of his helmets and he goes helmets to mask. Huh? And he goes, yep. And he goes, which character? And I forget which one it was. It might've been Matt tracker. And he goes, I'm going to have a surprise for him next, next day. Sure enough. He shows up the next day. He had the helmet and he gave it to Scott to give to me. Cause Scott was wow. five years older. And that's one of those stories that I always remember because like, I was so heartbroken that I lost that mask. And when I got it, I was like, Oh my God. Like I couldn't thank the kid enough. Like, thank you. It, Scott's like, you better be thanking him big time. And I was like, I did. Oh, yeah. I did. yeah. But that mask, it, it was one of the greatest things that was ever given to me. Just, it, just for tagging somebody into a hand touch football. <laughs> I remember, um, Kind of, kind of a similar thing. Again, I'm not trying to upstage or anything, but no, no, uh, no. in a similar, in a similar vein, my when I was young, probably in first grade, I would actually walk home with my cousins who lived pretty close to the school, mm -hmm. and yeah, I was just in first grade, so they had a tutor that would help them with their homework after school. So I kind of had free reign to play Nintendo, play toys, whatever. And, they, and I don't remember which vehicle it was, but they had a really big GI Joe tank, and it may have been his tank, but I just didn't know what it was called at the time. Right full of gi joes i love playing with that thing it had all the cool features you know i had a trap door like a prison cell in it it oh, was yeah. awesome and you know just always playing with it and at this point they're you know sixth grade seventh grade so toys aren't cool at that stage of your life right and mm -hmm. so i'm playing with it and so my oldest cousin was always like super cool mm -hmm. then then i had a cousin that was older but like only two or three years older mm -hmm. and he was always kind of not as nice to me as when we were growing up and always trying to like play tricks on me or get me to say stuff to get in trouble things like that and so uh you know I, and i was always the type of kid i always was very respectful of other kids toys and yes. i'd put it up the way it was when it, when i was done playing didn't break anything and uh i was gonna leave one day and and i was i told him man your gi joes are so cool and he goes well you can just have that if you want it and i'm like what and he's like, yeah, he's like, well, I don't play with it anymore. You can have it. Well, my other cousin was like, no, I still play with it. And he, you know, he was like not playing with it, 
but yeah. it's just because he just didn't want me to have it right and i always will remember that of like man how cool that have been if i had that tank you know um well like today this is a funny story i was uh i was at target and i was just kind of looking at figures and they had one of the new masterverse figures on clearance for ten dollars okay I'm, like, I'm gonna grab that and right as i was reaching for it this kid was reaching his hand up mm-hmm. and i was like oh what are you going for he goes, I'm going. He wanted like Indiana Jones or something. I was like, oh, okay. Cause I'm like, there is no way under any circumstances I'm not going to let him have the figure if yep. he wants it, you know, yep. because uh, to me, I just, I, I could never do that. I could never take a figure from a kid. And yep. so that, that was at least, and I think because of that moment, oddly enough, that's, that's always kind of stuck with me. And I know it's a insignificant moment, really, but it just was like, I, I knew he didn't want the figures. He just didn't want me to have them. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. That just always just stuck with me. Plus, it's all about the kids. You know, you think back to yeah. us, us when we were younger and stuff like that. And you think about, you know, and now granted, collecting has definitely taken a turn nowadays where the adults yeah. are the uh, the drivers. But like, if you think back in the day and there was collectors, and granted, there was in starting lineup, but if, like LJN, somebody grabbed a Hogan and you wanted that Hogan, you know you would hope that someone ha- would have a good conscience to be like, Oh man, you want that Hogan? Here you go. You know, stuff like yeah. that. Well, well, I've always been conscious of that because I just, I wouldn't, to me, it's like, these are, these are toys. They're meant to be played with. We collect them and we do what we want with them. But if a kid wants it to also too, it's like, that's the future of collecting. Like if we don't get kids invested in this stuff, like it may not be around as much. I mean, it still will be because there'll be still collectors, but everything will be more expensive. So, we want to yeah. definitely want that cheaper market if we can get it. Next 15 years is going to be interesting. Yes, it will. Uh, next week, man, I've got a pretty fun main event lined up because it's also something you're not super familiar with. So I think it'll be be kind of fun. Toy Biz Marvel Legends Series 2. Oh, I've got some homework to do. Yeah. So Marvel Legends was like the first figure line that I kind of got into in my adult years where I just jacks was kind of not doing well with wrestling and mm-hmm. i was just kind of like these are not very good and i saw these and i was like wow those are awesome i think i need to buy that and um they came with a comic book a figure stand they were really cool so okay we'll, so we'll dive toy, into that next week toy biz marvel legend series two got it yes All should right. be fun to should be fun to dive into um and as always make sure to check out my other podcast break your base power hour Saturday morning rumble wheel. And of course, check out Jeff every Sunday on the fully posable wrestling figure podcast. Thank you. Also uh, check out that rumble wheel where you guys were talking about promos. I was laughing hysterically about that one. Did you enjoy that one? I, we never like, that's the weirdest show to me because like literally we have zero prep most of the time. Like, because like, well, I mean, we know what we're going to talk about, but like the next week we have no idea and mm-hmm. we make it dive right into it. So, um, yeah, it's always interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, the promo one was really, really good. Uh, that one, I love hearing backstories to a lot of stuff, wrestling being one, sports being another. I love hearing the backstory to something. And when you guys are talking about promo class and hearing what Daniel Cross did and what you had to experience in NXT and FCW, like you said, it was like dreadful for four hours just sitting there you could and it's like in the way it was ran especially in those times it was like hey no cell phones out so it's like it, it was like I, I hate to say this it was like this with a lot of the matches too because i remember one stretch where 
the girls were going to have a match at WrestleMania access. Mm-hmm. So they had them practice the exact same match 12 shows in a row, spot for spot. Oh boy. I mean, like, I'm, so I, it reminds me of like, you know, in the movie 40 year old virgin mm-hmm. when they're in the, we're in the store and Paul Rudd's like, Hey, if I have to listen to, you know, Michael McDonald one more time, <laughs> I'm going to put a bullet in my brain. Well, what should we put on? He goes, anything else, anything else is fine. <laughs> like he was just like, I can't watch this one more time. That's kind of how it felt like. And, and when you're around, like it, it wasn't even that the match was like dreadfully bad or anything. It was just like, I, I do not want to watch this match again. Like it just, it's not fun anymore. You know, you like, want to watch wrestling for entertainment when it takes, when the entertainment's gone from you, like, oh, this is not, this is not fun. Yeah. But anyways, going back to your episode, that was a lot of fun to listen to. That was, again, that was backstory. And I love hearing backstories like that. So anyways, good show on that one for you and Daniel. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. But yeah, definitely check out all those fun podcasts. Check out our podcasting buddies. Excuse me. And uh, check out all the merchandise. You can get fully posable shirts on uh, Pro Wrestling Tees or What a Maneuver. We have shirts on What a Maneuver and on T Public. So always support if you're able to. And that's all I got for this week. So we will catch you guys in the toy aisle.